Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 182. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a happy occasion to record a podcast. I have Nathan here with me today, and then, of course, myself, Anna. Uh, we have a fun discussion for you today, and then uh, probably a little Q&A here at the end. But, uh, yeah, how are you today, Nathan? Yeah, I'm feeling good. <laughs> good. It's been a good day at work. I uh, got quite a bit done. I'm, I always love coming on the podcast, and like Anna said, I've got some good stuff to talk about today. Uh, maybe you don't mind if I introduce the oh, topic. Yeah, so absolutely. we just kind of wanted to catch everyone up on what we've been working on lately. Um, we get so caught up. We are all working on different you know, projects. Some of us on blogging more. Some of us on YouTube. Some of us um, doing other random things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's it, we just wanted to catch you guys up um, specifically in terms of blogging. What we're doing uh, with our portfolio. Um There are some things, uh, you know, tactics or strategies that we're kind of working on um, that kind of have to do with the time of year that it is. Uh, Some of the things are just kind of the, they're happening because of the phase that the websites are in. Um, Anyway, we just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an idea. So I guess I'll kind of start. Um, As most of you know, I kind of oversee the majority of the portfolio work. Um, You know, that's everything from setting up the websites, uh, getting them started uh, the content everything um, the monetization um, every piece of it and lately uh, we've been focused on about five of our sites Uh, we have quite a few others some that we've purchased um, some that we've started from the ground up Um, and a number that we're actually working on right now out of those five they are a few we've started and then a few that we've purchased so there's five that we're mainly focused on right now Um, and they are in slightly different stages. Uh, We have Cook for Folks, uh, which we are, and it's going to kind of talk about here in a little bit, but I'm working on a couple others. Um, Some of them we have just gotten monetized with ads on. Uh, Some of them we're working on affiliate. But one one big project that I kind of wanted to bring up uh, that we're working on um, for one of our sites is video. Um, And don't run away. We're going to talk about video for a little bit, but it's in very much has to do with blogging. So many of you have heard us talk about uh, for a while now that um, embedding videos in your content is really, really helpful. And this is something that uh, we have been trying to do. Of course, if we're going to tell you that it's a good thing to do, we're going to do it ourselves. Um, And I'd say one thing that we're really good at here at Income School is kind of the mass produced content, get a ton of articles out on the websites um, and then, let it get traffic. That's one thing that I'd say we've 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 done pretty well. Um, some of the more strategic things, um, some of the more nitpicky things, we have to go in and um, do some optimizations. That's something that we could to be completely transparent and honest about. It's something that we just don't always get to right when we should get to it. Usually we'll get to it, um, but not at the moment exactly when we should. And so you know sometimes we'll leave a website without ads on it for longer than it should, and that doesn't hurt anybody but us. Um, but it's something that happens, and I think that that's something that you probably experience all in your journeys um, with your businesses. Sometimes it's hard to get to the things that you need to right at the moment when you probably should. So all that being said, we're trying to, we've, we have a ton of content on all of these five major sites that we're working on. Um, probably for most of these sites, it's three to 500 articles, uh, maybe two to 500 um, articles on all these sites. 
and some of it's ranked, some of it's not, um, but we do have a pretty good idea. They've been around long enough that we have a good first batch of content that's ranking well, and it's giving us some direction. And so the project that I'm working now on now right now uh, with Julia, actually, who does a lot of stuff with uh, YouTube, she's kind of, I've kind of pulled her in to help with the administrative side of things to keep me on track, uh, but we're creating videos for our blog posts. And there's a couple different ways or a couple different um, ways or reasons that we're doing this. Um, and the, the where we're kind of starting, I'll just kind of lay out the project for you. We're starting with the top 10 articles um, on these sites. And the, the goal with this is not necessarily to create videos for traffic from a video standpoint. So we are going to create the videos, put them on YouTube, and then embed them in the articles. We're not really looking to build a YouTube channel here for these websites, that's not the point. Uh, but we do want articles that have good quality content, video content in them. Uh, this is valuable because Google will see that we have those additional resources in our, in our blog posts. But also, if the videos are good quality, there's also an opportunity for the videos to rank. And while we're not looking to build a YouTube channel, uh, the videos will be able to get views organically through search on YouTube. And in every one of the videos, uh, we're kind of pointing back to the website. So if we have an article, you know, 10 tips for whatever, maybe we share seven of the tips and we say, hey, if you want these other three tips and a little printable, go over to our website, uh, check out our article for all the helpful tips, whatever. Um, and then people will go to the article. So we're hoping to help our websites here gain some additional traction. So we're kind of starting with the top 10 articles on each website out of these five uh, kind of websites we're focusing on. And then we've written batches of content very recently. Usually, you know, probably somewhere between 50 and 150 articles in the last few months we've written on each one of these sites. Um, and we're going to go and look at some of those articles. We've kind of written them in topic clusters. We're going to kind of identify which ones we think are going to do really well, um, kind of based off current analytics um, and then just kind of the gut feeling, you know, once you get to know the industry a little bit. Uh, we're going to make some videos, excuse me, we're going to make some videos on some of those articles as well, those that haven't had time to rank yet. And hopefully we could potentially get some organic traffic on YouTube, which could help, again, push more traffic faster over to the website. Um, and then, again, just making the website a better resource, making those individual articles a better resource. Um, anyway, so this is kind of the project we've just barely started on. We're, you know, just a couple weeks in now, we're looking to produce, we kind of are hoping to produce five-ish videos a week. Um, it's not a huge goal. We're both very busy we're all very busy in our different yeah. projects, but this is one that I think is really valuable. Um, anyway, this is one of the big projects that I'm really excited about. Um, you know, any of you who are using Azoic um, probably have heard of some of their new features recently uh, where you can actually upload a video to Ezoic and then have, you know, some revenue sharing with those videos that are embedded on your website. You can also have the, your videos embedded on other people's websites. Anyway, there's so many cool opportunities with video right now. We're just trying to test them all out. Um, we've tested them in the past. It's worked really well. And I think that, um, just keeping up with it is kind of the goal here. So we're kind of watching everything independently to see how it all goes, uh, but we're really excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, something that we've been working on with Cook for Folks, now that we have a good amount of articles, mm -hmm. enough articles, we'd say to kind of start slowing down 
with the publishing to kind of let those articles age. We've got a good indication that our articles are ranking Mm -hmm. well and fast. And so it's really promising. And we're hoping to see that with more articles as they have time to age. But now we've kind of decided that uh, I am especially, and uh, along with uh, other members here, going to start focusing on that video content as well. And primarily now that, well, it's pretty much September. Mm -hmm. It will be September by the time you listen to this. Looking forward to the holiday season. And we uh, recently did a income school video about seasonality and talking about getting your content out there so it has time to age before that you know seasonal peak but another thing that I want to work on is looking at last year's holiday season at least the top 10 articles and seeing what um, the ones that were performing most right and making videos around that so uh, we can embed those videos on those articles before the holiday season Mm -hmm. comes I really like this, and this is something I kind of work with Anna on Cook mm-hmm. for Folks occasionally as she's kind of the face of Cook for Folks. It's really cool um, because she has the opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper. And kind of earlier I mentioned we are really good at kind of the lots of articles, throw everything out there, um, but it's more of the scalpel-type work um, that I think really can make a big difference. And we've seen – I have another example to kind of share here in a couple minutes, but um, – we're being a little more strategic about what we're writing. You know, we've done big batches of search analysis on all these websites and it's to the point now where we're seeing stuff working, we're seeing stuff ranking. And especially for cook for folks. Now uh, we know what topics are working better than others. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we fall into the trap and I know that uh, you listening probably have done this too. Sometimes we fall into the trap of only looking for articles or only writing articles that are low competition. Mm -hmm. And this is a great way to start because low competition articles are often easier to rank for. But if you write too many of those low competition articles, you're going to end up with a ton of articles and very little traffic in most cases. Um, And in the beginning, there's nothing wrong with that to write some articles just to get ranking and then only get a few page views out of it. That's okay. Um, But as you can become more strategic with it, um, it's okay again, after you get more page views, to start targeting those higher competition uh, search phrases or search terms because you can win them. Uh, Google's beginning to trust you now. They're they're looking for websites. They're looking to rank websites that are providing the most helpful content. Um, and by writing the way that we write and researching the way that we research, we have a really good chance at winning some of those higher competition um, search terms. And even in the cooking space, that's what's been so amazing to me is even in the cooking space, we've been able to win some search terms that get us thousands of page views on a single article. And that's crazy to me because that is such a competitive space. And so, you know, some of you may be in the first 50 articles or the first 100 articles, and that's great. You know, keep writing, uh, keep doing what you're doing, um, and be strategic, especially, I should say, um, for us, maybe one of the reasons we are really good at throwing out tons and tons of articles is because we don't write every article ourselves. Um, we're just not at that stage anymore. But we were at one point. At one point, we did write every article ourselves, and now we have writers. And so we we can afford to be a little less strategic. But for you guys who are writing everything by yourselves, it gives you an incredible opportunity to be a little more strategic because you're working at a slightly slower pace. 
and you're going to be able to see exactly what articles are working. And so take advantage of that. Sometimes it can feel like a disadvantage because you're working a little slower, um, but I think it can be taken as an advantage because you're going to see what's working and you're going to be able to strategize a little more. You're going to be able to add that monetization at the right time. You're going to be able to add those affiliate products. You're going to be able to do that research. So um, anyway, all that being said, we're kind of slowing down a little bit. We're still publishing consistently. But like Anna said, right now we've identified that some of these holiday topics have done really big things for us. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to try and write a couple more of those and see what happens. Um, anyway, I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. And something that you're going to take on while I'm starting to focus more on the videos right now is doing some more search analysis, but uh, for topics that are higher competition, Mm -hmm. um, you need a little bit more eat expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness, which we believe we're, we're starting to have with Mm -hmm. cook for folks and we can start winning those. And also we really want to start honing in on our audience um, for cook for folks. We want to figure out how we can help these people best. Of course, we believe with the articles we have written, especially the ones that are getting good traffic, they're helping. Mm -hmm. It is helping people who are searching for those with those specific questions, but maybe as a whole trying to figure out who is our audience and, and how can we get them back to, Mm -hmm. you know, more articles in the future. Yeah. So I mentioned a little bit ago that I was going to share another example of Mm -hmm. the importance of the strategy um, or just being strategic. And so there's another site that I'm working on. I think we just added like 300 articles to it. Um, it, The traffic is growing. It's one that we had had purchased about two years ago and we've neglected it for a while. We just let it sit and it's earned consistently. Um, But it was time to kind of revamp it and revive it. We got some uh, reimagined interest in it. And so we started adding these articles. Um, And as part of that, as we were looking through old articles, kind of doing search analysis, I realized that there were quite a few um, affiliate links Mm -hmm. all over the place that the previous owner had put in. I think we were earning $100 to $200 a month pretty consistently with affiliate. Um, Lately, it's been a little bit lower. And so I thought, okay, well, this is great. Um, We've put all these articles on. Let's go back through the published content and let's do some monetization let's kind of you know focus on that a little bit specifically uh, with affiliate anyway we went through and I and another person that I've been working with uh, went through all the articles and we replaced or updated the links I was concerned that some of the links as I went through some of them had been broken and some of the products didn't exist so anyway we went through and we um, you know put all new links in got everything updated to all our accounts Two months later, maybe not even, I, I noticed it two months later, um, we went from like $100, $150 a month affiliate to $650 a month affiliate um, just from changing out those links. Um, I was shocked. Yeah, I knew that yeah. it was, a. I knew that there was probably some lost revenue there, but I didn't realize how much. Um, Cook for Folks is another great example of this. Um, we haven't implemented a ton of affiliate strategy there. Um, it's just something that has kind of fallen by the wayside. We've been very focused on content, uh, which is okay. But at some point, you want to get to the monetization so you can make some money back on that content. Anyway, I think in the past few months, we've made very little money from the affiliate um, on that site. I think there's huge potential. Um, you know, again, I think that an income school video just came out today about email marketing. 
that's something, again, that we're kind of looking to improve upon. All that being said, there's a lot of things for your websites that you can work on. Which one is most important? That's up to you. Um, you know, whether your focus is on current monetization, maybe you need that extra $100 or $200 a month now. Um, and if you have traffic, that's possible. Maybe you're looking for a long-term monetization game with email marketing and an info product down the road. Whatever it is, um, take the opportunity to just do a little bit of this strategic work. The content is the most important, but the content alone doesn't make the money, um, which is an important part of the business. So anyway, we're really excited about these projects. And it's fun to be in the trenches kind of testing all these things and not just testing them. It's stuff that we know works, but just to see that it works. You know, it, it, we feel the same way that you do when we have a website that we've started. It's like, oh, we're just waiting for the traffic to come. Yeah. And it hurts. Cook for Folks took probably 15-ish months mm -hmm. before the traffic ever started picking up. And we thought it was a bust. We thought that I, or maybe not we, I thought we had lost. I kind of felt that FUD, you know, oh, this isn't going to work out. And then it just took off. The traffic exploded on it. Yeah. Um, it took longer. It's more competitive. Yeah. And so don't give up on yourself. Keep working. Keep writing content. And then take some time to do some of these other things um, because I can promise you it's much easier to do it as you go, especially with the monetization, the affiliate stuff. It's easier to do it as you go than to go back once you have 200 articles and then do it all at once. It, it becomes quite a project and it can become a little bit demotivating. So anyway, a couple thoughts there. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And uh, back when we were picking Cook for Folks or um, the niche where we were going to start working on for the next website, mm -hmm. we purposely picked one that yes. was higher competition and harder yeah. <laughs> because we wanted to see if we could break through yeah. with that, especially like a food website rather than focusing on the recipes, fo mm -hmm. focusing on um, the articles. Um, another thing I was going to mention to go along with what you were saying was continuing to focus on publishing content and really good quality, helpful content, and especially now with this new update coming mm -hmm. out. But um, also with those things that you're going to start focusing on as well, so say um, an email list, an info product, the affiliate um, work, maybe just pick one of those things mm -hmm. at a time to work yes. on on the good side point. while you're publishing content yeah. and give yourself a certain amount of time to work on those mm -hmm. Um, rather than being like, oh, I need to do the info product and mm -hmm. the email list and the affiliate. And that just gets super overwhelming. Right. And we, I feel like, get less done mm -hmm. when we do that. We really can, we're not so as good uh, at multitasking mm -hmm. as we think we are. And right. you really can only focus on one thing at a time or, you know, one or two big projects right. at a time. So yep. that's kind of what I wanted to add in. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing. It's easy to get caught up and kind of get the, what do they call it, the shiny object syndrome mm -hmm. or whatever, where you just want to kind of chase one thing one day, chase one thing the next day, and then end up nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, that happens all the time. We experience that all the time. Um, I would mention, I would just wanted to mention one other, a little update, project update that um, I work on fairly often, so I thought it appropriate to share. As related to content, I mentioned that we don't write the majority of our content. I know that we write some of it, 
Um, Anna writes some blog posts for Cook for Folks, but she can't write 300 blog posts for Cook for Folks. Because mm-hmm. um, I've been working on the search analysis, <laughs> right. which takes time too. Right. Not to mention all the other duties you have here oh. at Income School. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. But I just kind of want to give those of you who may be newer um, listening, just kind of a little look into inside who's writing our mm-hmm. content. Uh, so we hire writers uh, to write our content. We have offices in a couple different locations, just a couple hours from our office here in Boise. And the we have, you know, a, a number of writers who write content for us. We train them, you know, using the Project 24 method of writing. So they're essentially writing exactly the same way you're writing. And um, it works really well. Kind of the second half to that is some of you probably know we sell content. Not, we don't sell a ton of content because a lot of times our writers are busy writing content for our own websites. But anytime we have some spare content, we do sell content. Um, and that kind of part of the income school business is called Content Warrior uh, or ContentWarrior.com. That's where you could potentially order content. Anyway, so this content uh, that we write, it I, I guess the whole idea of sharing this is just an update on, you know, our writers are not us here in the mm-hmm. office. I, I would feel pretty confident in my article writing ability. I think Anna does too. Ricky would probably say the same thing. But we, we don't have the time to write every article. But we do train our writers using Project 24. And so just so you know, a brand new writer who has maybe never written a blog before, um, we hire them and we teach them the same thing we teach you and their content that they write works. And so I hope that's a little bit motivating to you um, that you guys can do it. Um, It's a skill to be learned. It takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment. Um, But just like our writers at Content Warrior that write for you guys or for our portfolio, you can have successful content too. Um, And so keep working at it, uh, keep writing, because it's just consistency is key here uh, to not give up just to consistently publish. Awesome. All right. We wanted to give you an update on our uh, projects here. Um, But let's get to a little bit of Q&A from the community. So uh, the first one is from Matt Bram, and he says, regarding topic clusters, starting a website with three categories is generally recommended, and then slowly branching from there with more categories. For example, let's say you're doing a food website, and you have this category and navigational structure. So recipes, and then to Italian foods. Here, your parent category is recipes, and you have a subcategory for Italian foods. In this subcategory, you would list all of your Italian food recipes in the subcategory. Although, let's say you end up doing a topic cluster of 30 articles all about pizza. Do you need to add a pizza category to your website and main navigation for Google to see this as a topic cluster, or does Google just look at your site map to see how many articles exist about pizza in the title when determining if you have topical authority. Um, curious as to what everyone else is doing and suggestions on this. Really good question here. Um, at, over the last couple months, we've had some really interesting experiences with the understanding the importance of navigation on a website. And of course, it's kind of one of those obvious things. It's like, yeah, duh, it, you need to have good navigation, not only for the user, but for Google. Um, but specifically here to your question, and then I'll kind of share some overarching things that we've learned about it. I don't think that it's necessary. I don't think it's necessary necessarily to create um, a category called pizza. Would it hurt anything? No. Is it necessary? Also, no. Um, 
if your blog is brand new and let's say you have, you know, kind of up at the top recipes, Italian, you know, Italian dishes and then pizza, could you create, uh, you know, kind of that parent category, subcategory, and then another, add another subcategory of pizza? Sure. I don't think it hurts anything. Um, because what's most important, especially early on, is that you have enough articles in a specific, we'll call it a cluster or category, so that Google can identify you as an expert. Now, how do they identify you as an expert? Or what is, you know, how do they gauge that? There's probably a thousand different things. But one of the things that we have learned over the last couple months is... Um, Part of getting approved for ads, um, and this was specifically through Azoic, but it's going to be same the same with any pr- any ad provider, is you have to be approved with Google for ads. They are one of the largest providers or servers of ads. Um, and part of that process is if you do not show that you have a certain number of articles in a category or a subcategory, especially if you're, again, if your website's small, if you have 300 articles, this is probably not relevant. But if you have a very small website with, you know, between 20 and 30 articles, you know, if you have a, a category with only three articles, Google's going to consider that thin content. If you have a category with about 10 articles, seven to 10 articles, Google will typically allow you to have ads, which would make you think that they don't consider that thin content anymore. And so for your example, you said, you know, you have 30 Italian dishes or recipe articles and then 30 more pizza articles. Could you create two categories out of that? I think yes, because you've, you've kind of passed that critical mass of seven to 10 articles. Um, but if you put all 60 of those articles under one category, I don't think it would hurt because uh, like you I have identified, and as we all know, pizza is an Italian food. And mm-hmm. so it would fit under that. It could technically fit under that category. So I would just say for smaller sites, make sure that in each one of your categories have at least seven to 10 articles in each category. Make sure you aren't putting one article in multiple categories because um, that'll just cause you problems down the road. Once your site has a ton of articles, it's not going to hurt anything to put one article in multiple categories. But while you're getting started, it's just a better idea to have, you know, your three different categories and write maybe 10 or 20 articles in each one. I do want to address just really quickly here, not to take up too much time, but <laughs> really quickly on the idea of topical authority. Um, I really think that you kind of explained it in your question is kind of a very technical thing. You know, is Google looking at the site map? You know, are they looking at the category structure? Are they looking at, I think it's probably all of that. Um, but I think it's also the interlinking. How are you interlinking the posts? You know, if in one of your pizza articles, you talk about another type of pizza or another style of pizza crust or whatever the case may be, do you interlink that? Uh, because that makes a difference. Google will crawl your content, look at all your you know, links and that sort of thing. And they're going to be able to identify that way. So I don't think there's a one, I don't think it's really like a, a straight path to Google understanding that you have topical authority. I think it's a lot of different things, including your category, including your site structure, including your interlinking, including just the fact, you know, maybe looking at your site map and seeing what the titles of your articles are. Um, I think it's all of those things. So if you do all of those things, to some extent, you're probably going to be just fine. 
Um, I wouldn't overanalyze it too much, but it's good to be aware of the importance of the structure and the topical authority um, so that you just do it intentionally. I think if you're being intentional, you're going to be just fine. Awesome. Really good explanation there. Well, thank you very much. All right. Uh, the next question is from... Dimitar Nikolov, and they say, I'm very happy with how I'm doing. I wrote 37 articles, and it is only my second month, all with search analysis and everything they teach at Project 24. I joined Ezoic on my second month. Today, only I wrote four articles, two staple and two response. I'm planning on publishing 200 articles in the first 12 months, and if I do it, I will upload it here. (laughs) What do you guys think? That sounds like a great plan to me. I think that's fantastic. It sounds like you have been uh, really putting your head down and getting to work. I think that writing 200 articles in 12 months is a great goal. Um, Very achievable, I'd say, if you're willing to put in the work. Um, Overall, I I think that, yeah, you're on the right track. If you're getting these articles going, then great. Um, You know, the only thing to watch out for in the next couple months, check to see what's starting to work. There's possible. There's a very good possibility with this amount of content that you find some topics that work fast, and if you can identify those co- those topics, then you can allow that to shape your search analysis that you do. Um, because if you have one successful topic, it's very possible that a very similar topic could be also be successful. So you might want to kind of take the data that you're compiling and then use that to write the articles down the road. I would also say that. Make sure in the first place that you do as good of a job possible with your search analysis. Be very careful. Um, Make sure that you write articles that are going to work. You might have somebody review your search analysis. Uh, Maybe you can go to a mastermind or a content work hour or whatever the case is. Um, Try and find someone who can make sure that you are on the right track. Kind of like what we just discussed. Also, you know, putting some other things in place. You're doing a great job with content. Maybe you want to... Just do a little bit of prep um, for an email list or something like that. Um, All of these things are great things. Whatever you do, keep writing. Um, We find that those who are most successful keep writing day after day. Yeah. Just so you know, I did a little bit of math here, and that's an average of four articles a week. Great. And 16.6 articles per month. Okay. So, so that's doable. Yeah, that's not doable. one a day, you know, that still gives you some days off. So, yeah, I think that's a great goal. And 200 articles in a year, mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. If yeah. you could get 200 pages a month on those 200 articles, you'd be off to the races. So, And I think you can do much better than that. And I think that's a lost man. So very good work. Keep up the good work. I can't wait to see your post in the community to yes. say that you hit your goal. Yes. Awesome. All right, and then just one quick little announcement here. When you hear this, it should be September 1st. And so the Content Warrior Challenge is starting September 1st, and it will go through the entire month of September. It is not too late to sign up. You can go to our website and then go up to Connect and the Content Warrior Challenge, and it'll give you all the details there. You will, will want to sign up, and Carissa will add your name to the sheet. And then once your name is in there, you can report your daily numbers and you will see everybody else's awesome. numbers. Um, if you really want to just do it on your own and uh, track your own sheet, that's totally fine too. But the goal is to get 60,000 words um, or an equivalent um, video or audio content, which each podcast or video counts for 2,000 words. That means 30 videos or podcast. Cool. Very so. fun. Oh, yes. I love the Content Warrior Challenge. If you yes. have, if you're thinking about it, 
but you're on the fence. Just do it. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Um, I love to hear the stories of the people who've done it because they just every every single one of them say that it makes a huge difference. So if you're on the fence, go do it. I realize it's a huge commitment, yeah. um, but totally worth it. Yep. And it's basically a competition with yourself right. and you get the bragging rights. Yep. Um, and then we do have a little badge that goes um, on your Project 24 community. Yep usernames. Pretty awesome. You do get that. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. We do want to hear your uh, suggestions for any future podcasts, what you would like to hear, um, whether that's more case studies or success stories. uh, Just just let me know. Tag me or or Nathan, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'd love to see that. But uh, until next time, have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.